Hi, I'm Sam Garland. I'm an actor in Brooklyn, New York, and I believe that everyone on this planet is deeply creative. And not only that, I believe that engaging with our creativity is what connects us to our humanity and to our divinity. Whether it's starting a business, homeschooling your kids, cooking, painting, dancing, writing, acting, knitting, gardening, we are all called to express ourselves in myriad, incredibly unique ways. These are our gifts to the world. And yet, and yet, most every artist suffers terribly from self-doubt, from fear of public humiliation, from being too hard on themselves. That's certainly been my journey. I've done a lot of work on why my brain attacks when I'm being creative and how I can let this thing that I'm called to do out into the world. I'm still figuring it out, and I invite you to join me. Hi, my friends. Welcome back to Be Your Own Damn Muse. So lovely to talk to you again this week. I was thinking about... um, so I started playing music during the pandemic and taking singing classes. I'd actually um, played different instruments growing up and had always wanted to learn the guitar uh, so I could sing along to it and had been told when I was a kid that I didn't know how to sing. And so um, I never really kind of got into the guitar and the ukulele. Um, I decided I'd bought a ukulele a while ago and kind of picked it up and never really got far. And so during the pandemic, I started taking music lessons and got pretty good at the ukulele and like graduated myself to the guitar, which is if you know anything about the guitar and the ukulele, it's quite a bit harder. The guitar has six strings. Um, The ukulele has four. Another reason I like the ukulele is it's really small and kind of easy to play. And I have all these wrist issues and shoulder issues. So the guitar is harder on my wrists and my um. And my shoulder, there's these uh, bar chords where you have to take one finger and hold down all six strings with one finger. (laughs) My hand is like, I don't understand what you want from me. Please stop. So there's all this like muscle that I have to build. Anyway, um, I was practicing the guitar over the weekend uh, in the limited ways that I can right now because I'm in like healing. And I was kind of eating it hard. Like I... I'm not great. I'm really not good. And, um, you know, as I'm learning with music, which I never knew and wish I'd been told when I was younger, it's sort of like learning a sport. It's muscle memory. It's you're going to be bad until your fingers sort of know automatically how to not just find the chord, but how to hold it in a way that you're not accidentally holding two strings with one finger. And therefore, like messing up the sound, you're holding just the right string in the right fret you're holding it in the right location in that fret, which requires all kinds of weird um, like bending of the hand. You got to know kind of how to reach all the way over for certain things or not. It's um, it's intricate, but you know, we also got to be able to go fast in order to be good at it. Anyway, I was plucking out these notes and I was playing this song and I and the reason I bring it up is that I had this moment of like, oh, this is actually painful. Like there's something really upsetting about being bad at this thing. Even though I'm fairly new to it, um, although in my mind I should always be good at things right away and certainly have been plucking at it long enough that I feel like I should be better at it, should being a super useful thought always. Um, but but what I wanted to share was uh, – being bad at stuff. You know, we talk a lot about this idea of 
learn to accept failure and you only get good at things if you're willing to be bad at them first. And I agree with all those statements. And I think we could all agree with all those statements. But what I realized is those are sort of lofty ideas. And when you're actually in the trenches trying something new and you are sucking at it, it actually feels physically painful. And it reminded me of this study that I had read a while ago, I think a couple of years ago. It's pretty new, but it said that uh, research had found that the brain centers that feel physical pain light up when you feel emotional pain from humiliation. And they were saying that essentially being bullied, being humiliated, feeling terrible about yourself is actually painful to the brain in the same way that getting cut with something feels like an actual physical injury. And they were actually saying that um, they found you could take some Advil or Tylenol and that would help if you were feeling humiliated because the same thing that reduces inflammation of the part of the brain that registers physical pain is also ameliorated by feeling... Um, by taking those same medicine for emotional pain, which blew my fucking mind, right? And I read that and I was like, God, that's fascinating. And also, you know, I could relate to it, but it was interesting to think about here I am playing the guitar and no one is around to see me. It's just me sucking for my own self. And it's just me having this goal to want to play. So there's also no stakes to it. And yet I was like, oh, this feels so bad. I don't really want to keep doing this. Like I'm so kind of not even just upset or disappointed. I'm just like, this just feels terrible. And I was thinking how last year before the pandemic, I had actually booked a trip to go to Tuscany, to Italy. I'd always dreamed of going to Italy. It was just on this bucket list. And I was like, okay, I'm doing it. I'm a grown woman. We're going to make this trip happen. No more waiting for someone to come along or the right person or whatever. I'm just going to go. And I booked this whole trip and I started taking Italian classes in the city, um, you know, and it was like a handful of us in sort of like night school, you know, hanging out, learning Italian with this lovely professor, who wasn't the best teacher, but had lots of energy and, and actually I was going to say lots of kindness, but he would actually yell at us a lot when we were wrong. And I was like, oh, this is like pure Italian right here. Um, and I remember being really bad at it. And and, and it was this fascinating thing where like, look, I'm sitting in a class. Nobody cares. There's no test. There's no grade. There's no school that this matters for. This doesn't impact my job or anything else. I'm literally just doing this for fun. I'm literally just doing this so I can go to Italy and be in Tuscany and be able to talk to Italians where I know, especially in the country, there's not a ton of English speakers. It's not a given. And I didn't want to assume people could speak English. And, um, and I'm in this class and I he would call on me. You know, I could, I was really good at like, if we had an exercise, I could like figure out if you're on rote, like, oh, A, B, C, got it. But then he would, he would say like, okay, let's just converse. Let's take what we know and make a sentence. And I was like, what? And I remember that feeling of being called on and sort of crumpling internally when I didn't have an answer. And, and I remember leaving there one night and like, I was going to my friend's house and I was like crying. And I was like, this is insane. This is an Italian class for fun. Why do I feel so put on the spot and so humiliated when I feel like I don't have an answer? Why is it so hard to put myself out there and be vulnerable and not know, right? Again, we all know that the way to learn something is to be bad at it first. And so what I wanted to bring to you guys is there is a felt experience of being bad at something that is actually physically painful. And there's a reason we're not doing stuff that's new, that's vulnerable, 
I'm having a similar thing. I'm in this writing class and I have this pilot that I'm really excited about. But the homework is to like figure out these pieces of kind of, you know, uh, the structure of where where does the protagonist win? Where does the protagonist fail? Where does every like what's the hero's journey? Right? Where are things going well? Where are things falling apart? Where are they being challenged? All this stuff and some of it I know and some of it I don't. And the idea of sitting down with this sort of Tetris idea of all these moving pieces that need to fit together and having no idea how it's gonna like I've just been avoiding it to be honest. And I think back to like in school, you know, if you were taking a class and things were hard and you didn't really know, you could at least flip to the back of the book and be like, oh, that's the answer. Okay, let me figure out how the hell I get to that answer. And when you're doing something creative, there's no back of the book to flip to. There's just like you and this idea and this thing that you want to be good, but then you got to bring it to class and have people tell you what's not working or what's not good about it. And then you got to sit with it and like not know how the fuck it's supposed to come together and Again, logically, I know like the only way to get good at breaking a story and figuring out how to make a really um, impactful and like uh, engaging pilot is to sit and not know how these things come together. But what I've been noticing lately is it's not just a matter of psyching myself up. It's not just a matter of making time in my day to do this. It's a matter of... um, of like embracing the pain of the suck. Like I don't have a ton of answers. This kind of just has been really something I've grown awareness of this week that um that there's a there's a there's a pain element to it, you know, that vulnerability feels actually painful and we go back to, you know, this brain science that all the life coaches I listen to are always talking about you know, not belonging to our ancestor brains meant death. And so being vulnerable, doing something different, doing something you don't know the, um, the doing something you don't know how it will work out, your brain is going to kick up a whole hissy fit because it just thinks this is death. This is for sure how you die. We do not know how to survive in this world alone. It doesn't matter that that's not logically true. The experience of it to your brain and the way your brain is going to protect you is by making you feel this thing as though it is viscerally true. Right now, there is a tiger at your door and you're all alone and you are you are dead. Um, and I think, you know, vulnerability comes up that way and being and I think being bad at stuff feels really vulnerable. And so I don't have an answer, but what I wanted to come on and talk to you about is Um, If you're really wanting to tell a story, if you're really wanting to work on something creatively and you are feeling incredibly, um, (laughs) my alarm is going off, uh, which is hilarious. If you're feeling incredibly like, why do I keep avoiding this thing? Why do I tell myself I want to get good at performing and then I don't go and practice? Why do I tell myself I want to tell this really great story, write this novel, paint this painting, and then I don't sit down and, and figure out the first chapter or figure out, you know, the, the outline of the book? Why, why is this a thing that I'm avoiding? I would just invite you to consider that maybe it's because sitting and not knowing and being bad at something because you haven't done it before actually feels painful to your brain. And like the same way you wouldn't like stick your hand in fire just for the hell of it is sort of maybe how you're very rationally thinking, I'm not going to sit down and work on this thing because I don't want to feel like that, that, you know, we are meant to avoid things that hurt us. That is how we stay alive. So I'm going to think more on what it is that we can do to um, 
be better at spending time with our feeling of suckage. But what I'll offer is that might be different for everyone. You know, it might be you get to cuddle up with somebody afterwards and remind yourself that you're okay and you are loved. It might be ice cream for some people. It might be a long walk to decompress. It might be a lot of just reminding yourself this feels terrible and that's okay. This feels terrible and I am safe. This feels terrible and I've got you. There's so much opportunity for solving the problem in a way that really suits you and works for your life and your brain and your personality. And I think the really great place to begin is just noticing, does working on this thing feel like sticking my hand in a fire? And if so, is that the reason or one of the reasons why I'm not making time to sit down and get started? All right, my loves, wishing you the absolute best this week. Take care.